letting go, how to know it's time to let go of a relationship. In this video, you will discover the five for sure signs that it's time for you to walk out and stop wasting your time and ending up getting your heart broken. So, of course, comment below this video with I'm ready if you're ready to make a man crave you above anything else and be in the right relationship. Hey, I'm Antje Boyd, founder and creator of the Magnetize Your Man Method, and this is the channel where we magnetize your man so that the man you desire loves and pursues you forever. Now, of course, if you like anything in this video, my background, my outfit, my lovely dress, my jewelry, anything about it, like do me a favor and hit that subscribe button. And of course, hit the bell for more videos on how to attract your man for a loving long-term relationship. And please share it with all of your girlfriends who could seriously use this content. Okay. And of course, what I want you to do is stay until the very end because listen for a special bonus on a fatal misunderstanding that keeps you in a relationship way too long where you even start to lose self-confidence and self-respect. So let's go ahead and dive right into the five signs that it's time to let go. Number five is much we're arguing too much. Our, our relationship is just way too emotion-filled. So much friction, so much reactions all the time. It's reaction central over here. It's time to walk. That's not necessarily true because when you're reacting towards each other, you actually have triggers inside of yourself. In other words, you really help each other to grow. Also, you really care about each other. Look, if I don't care about someone else, I don't react towards them. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care what this person has to say. So that leads me to this conversation of apathy. If you get to the point where you have, and of course, the Gottman Institute talks about that, right? The four horsemen, right? Like if you actually start to have resentment, towards your man. And if you also start to like stonewalling, so you're really just kind of like, nah, whatever, I'm not even, you know, you have your arms crossed. You're not even like in this conversation anymore, like whatever, just totally checked out apathy. Well, that's a sure sign that your relationship is over because both of you, or at least one of you has decided to close your or their heart. Now, when that occurs, there is no more motivation, right? There's also no more ability to build any connection because the other person can feel the coldness. The other person can feel the disconnect. You see, I mean, just like think about a time when you got stonewalled. I certainly did. And it's so manipulative. And when it happens all the time, what starts to happen in order to protect ourselves, because think about it, right? Like you want to protect yourselves because you don't want to have your heart open every single time when the other person stonewalls you. Although I do have a video on what to do when your partner stonewalls you. Um, it's really about like you actually start stonewalling as well to protect yourself. 
you also no longer have a healthy mirror in your partner, what it means to have this open and connected and loving kind of relationship. So that's something that you want to be aware of. So let me know below in the comment section, is this happened to you that apathy just took over? You just didn't care anymore. You're just like so checked out, could care less, care more about like when the treasure scan picked up every week than um, what your partner feels. Then I uh, like, I'd love to hear from you. Now, number four is no more trust. Now, this is, of course, a big topic because this can be caused by many different things. For example, it can certainly be caused by dishonesty, right? Like cheating, lying. And so this person is simply not being honest with you, um, like withholding, right? Just like telling you half-truths. Right. So, well, I told you the truth. Um, well, you just forget to mention that little detail that there was also women, uh, coming with you guys when you go on your guys' nights out or whatever the case may be. So that's one way how trust can be eroded. You know, and I see this, of course, with my women all the time. Another way how trust can be eroded can, of course, be through the incongruency, right? Like hot and cold in and out. You may know even some of those relationships or may you may have even been in one of these relationships that are just on and off, on and off. It's so toxic, right? Because it's like this kind of push and pull and that just can create this deep intimate relationship because what occurs is that they feel like they're losing their identity when they come closer together. So then what they do is like, well, first of all, they may have looked in the past, well, how did my parents handle this? Oh, they argued all the time. Okay, cool. Then let's argue too. Let's slam the doors. Let's threaten each other with breakups or better even let's break up for a couple of days. And then there's all this drama and, and I know that he cares. So I know she cares. Um, and then, but over, after a while, it erodes trust. Because, because how can I trust you if you're constantly on your way out, right? How can I trust you if you're like on your train and you're about to jump off the train, you have the suitcase packed, you have your jacket on, and you never make yourself comfortable in the relationship? You know, a person can certainly feel that. Now, another way how trust erosion can certainly occur if like your little girl inside of you, there's like a young energy inside of you that's like really loving and that believes in the good in people and that has hope, right? And when that hope gets eroded every single time, because maybe you get manipulated all the time, that's also part of this trust conversation as well, or the man always makes sure that he puts himself first and you last, that then, of course, also leads to trust erosion. So those are many reasons why that would lead to, of course, you leaving the relationship. Now, if you want to learn more about Antje, like how, where do I start and when do I start and how do I know it's time? What's, what's, what's the situation? What's the situation for me particular, for my particular scenario? What would you recommend? Join our free Magnetize Your Man dating and relationship support group at mym fbgroup.com and join nearly 6,000 women who are in the same boat with you to discuss this further. 
Now, we talked a little bit about lying and cheating and so on. Number three is abuse. Now, we can talk about here emotional abuse. That's, of course, uh, manipulation, playing with your emotions, right? Especially when the man knows that you have more investment, that you care more, or he likes to just be superior, or maybe he's a narcissist. And we, we did a whole video on narcissism as well on this channel, so you can check it out. Um, like it's time to walk, right? Of course, psychologically um, abusing you, putting you down, breaking down your self-confidence, constantly belittling you, right? Like, oh, you're right, you can do this. Oh, please, don't apply there. You don't have a chance anyways. And so there's constantly those condescending comments coming from it. Girlfriend, that's abuse. And then hopefully I don't have to say that, but of course, physical abuse. And, you know, you may think like, you know, but he loves me and and his mom beat him. And so, you know, I and, and maybe I deserved it because, you know, I wasn't that. No, 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 no. No, you never, never deserve abuse. Like never. Okay. This is like just such a red line. This is like such a taboo that like when somebody puts hands on you, it's game over. It's game over. And this is like really something for you to understand because those guys, they don't change. Research actually shows that when a man oversteps the threshold and actually really hits the woman, right? The chances that he's going to do it again is really big because he actually overstepped the boundaries already once and in the right situation because it was modeled to him when he was a child. Um, he has not enough abilities to regulate himself. He doesn't have, and I will say that, he doesn't have enough emotional intelligence to regulate himself. It's not just going to shift right? It would maybe shift if you leave him and you take a stand and he's taking um, anger classes, aggression classes, finding ways to get his anger out. But when he targets his anger, his aggression, when it goes into attack, it's no longer safe for you to stay in the relationship. Now, what should happen instead? And I will give you an example because that's what occurred when I dated my husband Brody, right? Like I actually caught myself out, right? I actually said, you know what? There's this part inside of me that wanted to manipulate you right now, that wanted to emotionally um, basically abuse you, right? So I can feel superior and I get to be right and I get to be in control. And, and we were just laughing, right? Because in that moment, we knew this is never going to happen, because we're actually opening up to each other. We're communicating with each other. So I'd love to hear in the comment section below if that has happened to you, if you experienced abuse in any of those three categories and how you got yourself out of it, if you got yourself out of it. Number two is, and we just talked about it, no communication. And so, so here's the difference though. So let me actually explain this. So of course, there is one thing to be said, well, here we go again. Communication is our theme. But both parties put forth an effort to communicate, right? And there will maybe like some assumptions and you have to learn to not make those assumptions or you have to say, you know, when you say that, when you say commitment, what does that mean to you, right? Or, you know, my husband and I, we run this company together and we live together and we love together and all the things, right? So you can imagine the complexity of communication arises. So that's not what I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about if there's almost like a 
denial, a refusal of communication. You know, this could either be in a punishing way, which goes in a manipulative direction, or it could also be that you're always the one, right? Like you're always the one who says, you know, let's talk about this. You know, I'd love to sit down and talk about how you feel about this or what you want to do about this or, you know, like to explore more who you are. And, and, and the guy's just like, you know, it's nothing really to talk about. Like, I don't have really anything to say. That's what I'm talking about. Because then things become really one-sided. And girlfriend, there is really no point. Like, if you know, if you're just like walk talking against the wall, basically, you're talking with the wall because you feel like it goes one ear in, one ear out with him, it's not going to be helpful for you. It's going to get you so frustrated. And if anything, it actually reactivates old wounds you have from your own childhood with your parents who maybe treated you like, you know, you're not being listened to. You're supposed to be seen, but not heard, depending on what culture you come from. And so on. So why would you stay in a relationship where this pattern even deepens and there's no way to get out of it because there's just no collaboration um, with your partner? So that would be time to um, get out of there. You know, and if you want to learn more about how to not even do that, not even end in this kind of relationship, but discover a powerful psychological trigger to make any man back and plead to be with you, make you number one, make you priority, hop on over to triggerhisdesire.com. And number one, this goes a whole different direction. That's when you're dealing with somebody who you're dating who's extremely needy and anxious. Now, you hear me say a lot about the anxious attachment style, the fearful avoidant, the anxious ambivalent, right? We're talking a lot about this on this channel. So I'm not talking about if you're anxious, oh my God, your partner should leave you. No, this is saying this person is not learning. They're constantly putting demands on you, right? Like you listen to them for two hours and I had a girlfriend like that. She was dating this guy. And, you know, she was like done after two hours. She was totally fried. And he wanted to spend the whole day talking with her, right? Being in one room and then spending the rest of the day together, right? So those people that just like never wanted to separate, want to have you around 24-7. You already spent the whole weekend with them and you have almost like no space to be yourself, to be your independent self, to meet some girlfriends, to pursue some hobbies, to go to work without getting some sort of like contact from this person. And this doesn't feel lovely anymore. This doesn't feel like, oh, this is so sweet. This is such a sweet gesture that this person is actually investing in me and cares about me. No, this feels actually really like demanding. It feels like, oh, it feels, it feels a little bit like you can't breathe. Okay. So that's also a way where you're like, okay, hold on a second, dude. So what needs to happen is you clearly have an anxious attachment style and you clearly have to learn to regulate that yourself, right? You have to learn that you can't put that on another person because they feel suffocated. And then of course, unfortunately, that perpetuates his pattern as a child because he probably didn't feel wanted, which is why he became anxious in the first place. But you cannot be the savior and helper for this person. This person has to get themselves into therapy, has to work with a dating coach. They have to understand attachment styles. And there has to be this willingness to truly, to truly learn how to resource yourself. So girlfriend, like don't blame yourself. Like don't get so drained that you're like, can never imagine having a relationship 
ever again, right? Like if you feel like it's never enough, it's like, well, we just talked for three hours and now we need to talk again and now we need to meet again. And now we, you know, there's always something, something, something and there's no space. Ah, oh, at some point you can already feel it, right? <laughs> you're, you're starting to feel become like very, very uncomfortable with that. So I'd love to hear for you in the comment section, which of those five signs have you experienced and have you taken action on? Um, like that is really the biggest thing for you, right? Like it's really like saying, have you taken action on? And of course, for those of you who stayed until the very end, here is my bonus sign, which is one-sided investment. Now, you may notice that, right? You are always the one who reaches out. You are always the one who makes the plans. You are always the one who confirms the plans. You are always the one. So it's it's all you. It's like you're basically in a relationship with yourself, more or less, right? Because there is nothing coming back. Right. And that's, you notice it. You're just kind of like your girlfriends are certainly going to point it out to you. But you also feel like, wait a minute. It's like, you know, and he's certainly maybe responding to it, maybe not. Right. So maybe you're sharing all of your emotions. He's never sharing anything. Right. Or maybe he's inviting you to a place he never invites you anywhere. Right. So again, this is about self respect. This is about self-confidence. This is about saying, whoa, okay, hold on a second. I'm not being treated like a queen here. I'm not treated the way I truly deserve to be treated. So with that, sayonara, I'm out because what should really happen is an incredible man who sweeps you off your feet, who pursues you, who licks all of his 10 fingers after you, and he, he respects you. He puts you first, right? He honors you. And it's, you, you honor him as well. So it's, there's this really beautiful um, interrelationship that you have with each other. And you feel like you feel like he cares for me. He's, he's interested in me. Why would you be with a man who d- is not interested in you? Like, and I know why you're doing that, because that's what you experienced in your childhood. So like your parents weren't interested in you. Maybe they were working long hours. Maybe they were emotionally unavailable. Maybe they were even abusive. Whatever the case may be. Maybe they were just cold. Maybe they were... <clears throat> mentally unstable, whatever the case may be. But like, don't repeat this pattern. You know, reach out. Let's have a conversation. Let's put this to an end. And of course, this is it. We're at the end. And up next is when a man deeply loves you, he'll start saying these five things. So this is like the, the right way to look for a sign that the man is really interested in you. Lots of love to you, ladies. And I will talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.